Rebootos Network. Hi, this is Devin Trapp with the Freebooters Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. In this episode, the hosts talk about the latest codices to be released by Games Workshop. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is Ashley. Howdy, howdy. And JF. Hello. And the codexes have been coming out fast and furious, so today we're going to talk about Adeptus Mechanicus, Death Guard, and the um, Imperial Guard. What do they call them now, guys? Astra Militarum. Astra Militarum. Astra Militarum Codex. But, as always, we like to talk about any gaming we've been doing in in uh, the 40K universe or anything in general. So we'll start with Ashley today. Well, guys, I officially bought that gaming table. Nice. So that'll hopefully be here January, February, optimistically, but probably more like March. So now I've got to rearrange my whole house to accommodate <laughs> it. It's its arrival. That's awesome. So did you get which one did you get? The like what uh, style and color? Well, so we haven't selected the styles and colors yet. The Kickstarter campaign just ended. Ah, gotcha. So I'm going to get the 4x6 in black with a green mat and Cthulhu decoration pack. Very nice. I'm very excited about it. And have you had a chance to do any more of your modeling for your Tyranids or play any games? Yeah, I've been I've been putting together little bits of Tyranids here and there. Just just doing all of my basically like thousands of of gaunts and gargoyles that I'm gonna want and need. No big beasties yet. I'm saving them for when I have a lot of time and want to enjoy them. Right now, I'm just sort of like hobbying in 15 minute bursts here and yeah. there. So it's like, oh, I have 15 minutes here. Let me throw down some, uh, throw down some models real quick, and maybe 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 put some arms on. Cool. So you haven't got a chance to play any games though. No, I've uh, I've been taking exams and uh, just yeah, yeah. hating myself for it. <laughs> well, they'll end eventually, theoretically, right? I mean, that's the theory. <laughs> All right, right, Jeff, how about you? Well, um, it's been going well. I have a a short story for you guys. It's uh, it's totally gaming related, so I think you'll understand. And it starts starts tonight when I was eating food. Um, On the way home, I stopped and I grabbed myself some uh, some Chinese food. There's some uh, some gelled house chicken. And you know how chicken can kind of get between your teeth. And have you guys ever been so lazy that you're next to your hobbying equipment and instead of going to get floss, you just grab a dental tool that you use for scraping figs and you go at it? <laughs> I'm, I don't think I've ever been that desperate, no. Mm. That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen, was it? It's No, no. I, oh, okay. Uh, dental tools were really well designed. They I were, just thought this was going to end with you in the hospital somehow. <laughs> uh, not yet. We'll see if there's any infection that comes from it. I mean, I use this on resin, so (laughs) who knows what the next 24 hours hold for me. (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll develop some kind of resin man superpowers. 
Wouldn't that hey, be? I didn't get any glow in the dark superpowers. That's true, and you so, definitely went through. I definitely treatment. deserve the superpowers after all yeah. that nonsense. You'd be able to model at the speed of light. Oh, if only! Think of how many Tyranids I could finish. Yeah. Oh damn, that would be like the ultimate swarm army. Yes, I'd like to order all the Gaunts. <laughs> but the only problem was is that if I'm painting them at the speed of light, they're still drying at the normal rate. Mm. Hmm. So you assemble would... really fast. What's this? You know what? No, maybe it's not a good idea. Or maybe just just the friction of the brushes would destroy both the brushes and the and the models. Okay. I, I don't think it's a good idea anymore. <laughs> I take it back. I also modeled. I decided that um, I was going to wait until the new Tyranid Codex before I did any more Tyranid stuff, and instead look That's at what reasonable. was. I know, right? I looked at myself in the mirror for a good solid 10 seconds and then did like the two uh, handgun things and went, <laughs> because I was very proud of myself. Uh, then I um, no, I decided to switch my attention to the ad mech because I, I just got the codex and thank you, Matt. I got the codex and I was playing a few games with them. So I fished out all of my ad mech models that were lying around and there were a lot more than I thought there would mm. be. And I assembled every single last uh, one of them. Wow, I'm going to start sending you nids. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. I, I'm done with the AdMac stuff. I assembled all of them. I, I, I base coded them with a Corax white, I believe. Because I do like the off-white for painting. Mm. It works well. So they're, they're ready to be painted uh, probably sometime this week, maybe over the weekend. I'm going to give them all the airbrushing they need to have so that I can start, you know, painting them and, and having new stuff on the table. I want some of those Castellan robots. Oh, oh. yeah, those things are awesome. Hey, Looking. their rules are kind of crazy. So that – and I did play with my AdMech, but I guess we'll talk about that when we talk about the AdMech Codex. What else happened? Oh, yeah. Um, Graham McNeil read my book and said he liked it. So That's awesome. That's that's kind of an achievement that got unlocked. Kind of. That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah it's pretty freaking like it's, – it's one of those things that kind of showed up absolutely randomly on my Facebook feed because it's not like he liked it privately and just like told someone who told me. Like he posted about it on his Facebook page. So. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things that you, uh, you you list and wouldn't it be cool if and happens and then you move on to the next thing I guess. I mean no, it's 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 a it's a cool thing. I've got other things brewing, but I can't talk about them right now. Fair enough. I can I'll, I'll tell you guys like off the air. But whatever. <laughs> oh, so we get the secrets. Yes, top secret stuff. I like it. Yeah. And and just for the record, like the reason that Graham even got my book is because uh, Terrace, who's a friend with him, sent it to him and said, "You should read this." I, I think Terrace has a better story about how the book got into Graham's hands, but whatever. The important thing is is uh, he liked it. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. Gives me a warm fuzzy inside, like just a tiny one. <laughs> Matthew, what have you been up to? Well, I haven't been able to play much 40K lately because my weekends have been pretty busy, so I haven't been able to play too many more games in that local league. But there's a few weeks left, and I just have to play one 1250 and one 1500 point game to finish it out. So I'll, I'll make sure to get those in. But um, I've been oogling Death Guard models that have been going up for sale from Games Workshop because they're. How many have you bought? I bought. <clears throat> um, I had some credit with uh with the war store 
because there I ordered an item that is no longer being produced, so I mm. uh, switched that over to a Mortarian. Fair enough. And I get um, I had some credit at the local store, so I got uh, a Typhus because he just came out and he's a nice looking model, but. But uh, I, I am pleased with how rapidly they're releasing everything because I think next week is or this weekend is the last prior releases for them, which is the actual Plague Marines who come in a box of seven, of course. That seems I like it, but it also seems annoying. <laughs> well, the uh, they're um, not the Blight Lord Terminators, but the other Terminators like the. Um, I forget what they're called off the top of my head, but they only came through to a box, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah, yeah, the three to a box thing bothers me about like the zoanthropes too, and a couple other things. It's just like, why? You know, I want at least six of these. <laughs> why not sell them all to me together? Exactly, but uh, you know, and but they're releasing the uh, the tank that's up for pre-order already. Uh, but we'll talk more about them when we get to talking about death guard i also played some shade spire yesterday yeah let's hear about that a little bit i saw the poster you oh, yeah the poster saw the picture you posted on facebook about it actually it was a lot of fun um even learning you know we played two games in probably took 20 minutes a piece so not very complicated i think that the real strategy and the the uh, time in that is going to be in building your deck but we just use the decks that came with the game mm-hmm the, they do give you some extra cards in, in the starter to, to build out your decks and change them, but we just use the pre-constructed ones. So uh, it's it's a pretty simple game as far as rules go. It's just the interactions with the cards and and your guys' special abilities and, and things of that nature. Um, I look forward to playing more. I'm excited for the Orc War Band because they're actually releasing them pretty rapidly too because um, Shade Spire goes up for pre-order... In a couple weeks, 21st, I think, and then on the 4th is the Undead and Orc Warbands. Mm-hmm. So they're getting that stuff out pretty quick. I think it I think it has legs. It seems like it'll be a, a good little game. We'll have to see, you know, hopefully they try and keep it balanced like they're doing with 40k and Fantasy, and there's not, uh, you know, some combination that just blows everything else out of the water that everybody has to have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. And um, I've really uh, been playing a lot of Overwatch lately. Computer games. Good man, good man. Yeah, I've I've been playing uh, competitive, trying to get that. Ooh, brave man, brave man. <laughs> yeah, I, I made the mistake of turning on chat. Um, oh, dumb man, and dumb. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was I, a mistake. I, I actually, you won't get this, but Jeff will... It's I have like you know gold objective kills gold objective time, um, but I don't know how to play the game, and I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's I um I had to you, give buddy. up all my video games so yeah. for now. There's only so many hours in the day. Yeah, yeah. I mostly play when I can't sleep. Oh, I don't remember the last time I had that problem. <laughs> I'm like at 10 p.m. It's like okay bedtime, and I'm out like a light. It's it's pretty great. <laughs> and we've been playing a lot of uh, Guild Ball locally recently. But there's still a good amount of 40k going with, with the League, and um, people have been gravitating towards smaller point games too. So 750, 1,000 points. Um, 
I keep seeing people playing Apocalypse games um, and like 2,000 point games here, mm. and that's what people are, you know, are, are playing in my area. And I just don't have 2,000 points together yet, you and know, haven't buckled and decided to go full out with my old Space Wolves. So I'm in this like weird position where I need more guys built, or I need to find someone to play smaller games. And I, I think you know they were saying 2,000 points is sort of is the standard. And I think yeah. people, people cut it down for, for time purposes, but I don't find a 2,000-point game to go that long myself. Um, but I think you got to know your army and things of that nature. Well, in in Ashley's defense, if she's planning on playing some Tyranids, she might want a bit of time for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I yeah. don't actually have that many assembled yet. Right, that's so. I mean. you, can't, you can't just <laughs> jump in right away with, at 2,000 yeah, points. Yeah, it's going to take me a, a hot minute to to get up there. Yeah, mm. I'm sure you could find people to play. Yeah, I've been mostly adjusting. Like, the games that I've been playing have been mostly, well, how much time do we have, and let's play a game of, the, of a pointage that seems reasonable for that amount of time. Like, if I'm playing a game and I know I have all of Sunday to play it, like this weekend where I'm playing against my brother, we're going to be playing 2,000 points because we have that much time. Right. But if I'm playing, say, on, a, on in the evening, we'll play 1,000 to 1,500. It still goes pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's I and once you get to know your army a little better, it obviously goes a little quicker, too. Yeah. Um, but with Shadespire, Games Workshop actually has a whole website devoted to it. Um, it's warhammerunderworlds.com. So they have info about the game, the PDF downloads for the rules, they talk about the warbands, all things of that nature. Um, so it looks like they're really putting some effort behind this, which makes sense because... Ashley and I were at their Adepticon um, seminar, and they were talking about it was how this really good. a competitive game for them. I'm glad that we're finally starting to see some of the things they talked about at that event coming out, um, because now we can talk about them and we can enjoy them. And I, th- I think we've we've finally gotten to the point where they've made the full turn, I guess, as a company with the new direction. Because now, you know, it's not just, okay, hey, these cool things are coming. These cool things are here now. Yeah. And it just makes me so giddy. Yeah, they're really, they've really turned that corner with, you know, Shadespire and the, um, the Death Guard. All, we, all we're waiting for, really, is that 40k army building app that they keep promising eventually. Someday. It'll be good once once that comes out. I think um, getting your army in a nice organized fashion is uh, one of the toughest things for the newest edition that I found so far. Getting everybody's rules together. We'll get there. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, we definitely will. It, it's it's shocking how much gaming and hobbying I've done for an edition. It feel the edition feels old right now because there's so many co- codexes already out. Yeah. There's already been a summer event. I've already played so many more games, at least, well, games more frequently than I did in 7th edition, that it feels like the edition, like 8th is old, but it's still brand spanking new and I actually put it, like, to a calendar. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, just from even seeing locally just how much people have already put into an edition that's been out just for a few months, you know? Um, it's pretty interesting. 
And you're right, it does feel old at this point, just because I think, like, a lot of people have played more 40K in 8th edition than they played for the last, you know, two or three editions. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely on the right path, and I think everybody is having a good time with it, as far from as far as I know, anyway. I haven't heard too many complaints. But I don't read a lot of forums. Yeah, not, not mean, since it actually came out, um, yeah. other than a lot of people complaining about IG being super OP now, but... Time, time will tell. I, I think the new codex addresses some of their issues, I think. Well, it, I think some, some people think it addresses them too well. Eh. Yeah. well but we'll see. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's way too soon to tell. Yeah, and there, there's two things. Like, there's three things about this. Like, the first, the first is, like Ashley said, it's too soon to tell. Like, yeah. people are reacting to what they've seen in preview of the codex, and people reading the codex and giving their opinion, and maybe even a few games, but not a month of gaming with it right. and facing all the possible opponents and and all that. The second thing is, um, the they were saying the same thing about like how Death Shrouds plus Mortarion means automatic victory. And yeah. that was 48 hours of people complaining before it sort of died down and we started talking about a different subject. And the third thing is, if it half so happens that everything's too powerful in the guard, they'll fack it and it'll get fixed and yeah, it'll they, be fine. They, they stay on top of it, you know. Or it seems like they're staying on top of this edition anyway. And mm. gamers just gotta, you know, we just gotta do our thing and complain. If it's not ours, it's overpowered. Yeah, well, it's it's us. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. It's just that's just sorta of, sort of the way it works, right? <laughs> it's look, I my my opinion of how powerful the army I play with is different from turn one to turn six exactly yeah um <laughs> if turn one doesn't go well i'm very unhappy about how weak my hive tyrants are and by turn six if i'm winning then i'm apologizing for yeah. all of that so that's 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 where i am with this all right should we talk about codexes new codexes oh well, are there any new codexes matt well i know you have the adeptus mechanicus codex because you gave it I to me. I delivered it to you. <laughs> yes. Thanks for driving all the way to Montreal for me. Sure. Yeah, no problem. I was in I was in Montreal at a uh, at a uh, computer gaming event and and I figured I might as well just drop off the codex of JF rather than dropping whatever it is on postage these days. Door to door service. That's that's pretty snazzy. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, everyone. If ever you need Matt to give you someone something, he will bring it to you. That's right. Guaranteed. <laughs> he, this is not an empty promise. He will do that. He cannot back down now. This is public. <laughs> oh, it's boy. like a contract. Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Adeptus Mechanicus Codex. Um. I feel like we've talked about it in the previous show. I've gotten to play uh, two more games with it. The general impression is that. It's it's very, not much has changed from uh, what you have in the index, except for the addition of uh, of the, the, the stratagems and the strategic objectives and uh, and and the the warlord traits. And it's also folding in of the knights. Now, one thing I've discovered is that mm. knights are not super powerful. 
uh, I, I think again, I think that's something I talked about in the last episode where I have the night I've got built looks cool because it's got a, a custom um, thunder hand thing gauntlet. Anyways, the one that throws vehicles and monstrous creatures, which is super fun thematically, but if all you have is close combat weapons, you kind of need to choose which one you use, and you can't really... Your shooting phase with your knight is pretty much wasted. Considering the kind of weapons you can put on a... The kind of guns you can put on the knight, not having a gun in exchange for just having variety in close combat is um, it's a bad investment. It's really not good. <laughs> So I have literally the weakest knight, and through enough firepower from uh, from from Dark Eldar, like he even he very quickly went down, and that still represents a huge portion of your army. So there's not much left over. Uh, otherwise, the I, I the first thing I noticed when playing this is the first army for which I have an actual new codex that I got to play. I've been playing mostly Tyranids, which don't have a new codex yet. Don't rub so, it in. I also play Tyranids. Henceforth, I feel your pain, Ashley. I'm I'm on Team Biovores or whatever. Like, I'm I'm on your side. I also can't wait for my codex. But anyway, so I I didn't realize how kind of overwhelming it is to to have this new codex. Have you've got your warlord traits now? You've got different factions of uh, of Forge Worlds that you can pick with different advantages. To not have the actual cards, and we were playing with strategic objectives, so to not actually actually have the actual cards for strategic objectives and for stratagems um, is difficult. It's kind of annoying because, like, one of the things I hear a lot of people talk about is like how when you have the cards, you can sort of look at your army and say, okay, which of these uh, these strat- stratagems or what am I going to spend my CP points? Specifically, like you can take out all the ones from Forge Worlds that you don't, you're not using. You can take out any of the ones that affect units that you're not using. You can sort of whittle it down to say a, just a handful, a dozen different possible options, which makes it easy to browse and make decisions, especially when you're new to the army. So not having that meant that I, I spent most of the game not even using any of my stratagems, which is a, a huge weakness considering that's one of the big additions in in, uh, in having your codex. It's one of the big things, uh, especially considering that Forge Worlds, like Admex, don't get um, psychers. You don't get anything really specific against psychers. So I had no new psychic powers. This was kind of my trump card, this and being able to play a Mars Force, which is a lot of fun because I got to essentially roll two dice on um, to pick my canticles, which I got to remember this time, and, uh, and 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 pick the one I wanted. So that's that was fun. So uh, the canticles are sort of like instead of psychic powers, right? Kind yes, of. except where psychic powers are sort of reliably useful and can be powerful. Canicles are okay and can be random. I mean, you can pick your canicles, but then you can't pick them twice. So let's say you build a very shooty army. You can either rely on luck that you're going to roll for the canicle um, for sh- that helps your shooting often, or you can pick it once and not have it again for the rest of the game unless you use uh, some CPs. Yeah, I thought that was interesting when I looked at the codex that you could either you could roll and just see what you get or pick but not pick the same one more than once yeah it's 
I prefer, this is one of the reasons why I really tend to lean towards, um, towards taking Mars because I have legendarily bad luck. <laughs> so I know that if, if all my units are in close combat and I roll, I'm going to re I'm going to roll the one that allows me to reroll once on shooting. Right. Right. Which I don't know how familiar you are with the game, but that helps me very little. <laughs> like I have pistols, so like that's yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. So being able to choose at well to choose between two options I roll that means basically I technically I roll two dice and I need I I can choose from within a third of what I have. Right. Um. There is I think it's I can trying to remember if it's Belisarius Call that also allows you to sort of move by up one or one down no. of uh, whatever you roll. So to a certain degree, if you have him and he's automatically Mars, you're basically just choosing your canical. And like you say, since this is what replaces, this is their big army special rule. That's their big thing. It right. replaces psychic powers to a certain degree. You need to be able to control that reliably or have enough of a variety of units that no matter what you roll, somehow it's going to be beneficial to someone. Right, right. So what is your, your favorite unit from the Codex? Oh, the Onager Dune Crawler with a Neutron Laser. <laughs> it's, it's like a bunch of testicles in the wall in the thing. It's, it's crazy. Um, that gun is too powerful. Um, I, I roll full confession. For a while, I was rolling it wrong. I thought it was D6 shots per gun, but it's only D3. Okay. So I mean, cheetah, cheetah, cheetah. I I noticed midway through the game, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I repented so far. Uh, my brother was kind enough not to murder me, <laughs> um, especially since I just, I was destroying him, and he was playing my he was playing my Tyranids, so I was just absolutely destroying him with that. But the thing is, the neutron laser is. First of all, if you have an Admech um, priest next to the Dune Crawlers, like within six inches or nine inches, if they're from Mars, because that's one of their that's one of the Warlord traits you can take. And they they all reroll ones. They I believe they hit on a three plus, so that doesn't give much not rerolling. Right. It's D three shots. It's strength ten, and then it's D six damage. It's also AP minus four, which is also nice. always a joy. But then it's D six damage. But it's D6 damage that can't do less than three. So if you roll a one or a two, it still counts as a three. Oh, wow. So when you're dealing with a lot of monstrous creatures or vehicles, Neutron Laser just takes those suckers down. I've got three. (laughs) So uh, my brother hates those. Like like with the burning passion of a thousand suns. You're going to get him to start playing Necrons with Quantum Shielding. Hush, I'm pretty sure that's what he's bringing on Sunday. <laughs> I'm very glad he's you not yourself. Uh, he he plays Necrons. He has a uh, I wouldn't say formidable because he's got basically he's Necron was his first army if I remember clearly, and so he's built a lot of classic Necrons and he's only only added a few of the new units. I have a feeling that if he plays Necrons on Sunday and gets a victory, which I'm not gonna give him easy, I will not go <laughs> quietly into the night. Um, then I, I believe his uh, his access to a newer models is going to increase. <laughs> but uh, so far, it's it's a very weird army to play. You don't. It doesn't feel like you get that much bang for your bucks from your HQ because you kind of like he's okay. Yeah. 
Like he'll get into a fight and he'll stay there for a while because he heals D3 damage every round and he can repair other things. Like he can do a lot of neat things, but he's not the kind of HQ that you want necessarily in close combat. So he's going to hang back and just do his thing and allow units to reroll their ones. So you want to have that kind of aura going on. So he'll be basically traveling your back line, repairing this and boosting that and making sure that your ranged attacks are doing their job. And he's can shoot a pretty good gun, but otherwise it's it's bizarre how thematically accurate he is. Because he really does feel like a backfield leader. So that's kind of fun. It's great. The only thing that I feel is kind of disappointing is how you can't repair knights very well. Like whereas when you repair normal vehicles, it'll be D3 damage that you repair. On a knight, it's just you repair one. Hmm. So the the army's it's got a lot of moving plate pieces right now i've mostly got um i've mostly got range stuff like a lot of stuff that i'm building right now is going to be uh is going to be for my close combat portion of the army so i've got some electro priests and i've got um i've already got five in uh sicarian infiltrators and i'm boosting those to get another five so that's going to be 10 which is great because you can give them uh, pistols like the infiltrate meaning that they kind of show up at the end of a movement phase you can give them pistols Shoot 12 inches. They're only strength three, but they're pistol five. So you can have a unit just appear out of nowhere and fire 50 shots. Wow. <laughs> That's a nice deal. It's a pretty good deal when you're dealing with gods. Hey. <laughs> and they're not bad shooters, so... I mean, they're not yeah. amazing, but they're all right. So... That's it. Like I'm, I'm, the, the, I haven't really done much about the close combat. That's where some of my castle and robots are going to come come into play. My my electro priests. I do have some dust Sidonian dragoons, but I haven't done much. They keep being in the wrong position. Um, one of the things that is interesting with the knights is that you can spend CPs to get the knight to benefit from the canicles. Oh, interesting. Which is great when you get the one where you get a better saves. Right. Right. Uh, makes your makes your knights a little tougher. Also, being able to boost their ability to shoot, rerolling ones when you're trying to shoot something down is always great. So, I'm looking forward to playing more games so I can explore more of how sort of the synergy sort of works. Because I feel like I haven't gotten that down quite well. Like I've I've leveraged the the strength of the weapons that they do have. Like the all their plasma calibers and culverins everywhere is fantastic. It's good firepower, but I feel like I'm not good enough at really uh, synergizing my units between themselves quite yet. I, I'm interested to see how because I have a, a knight army. It's not together or anything, but that's I'm I'm working on my death watch that I want to do the knights next. So you have what nine of them now? <clears throat> I have two forge world ones and three regular ones. Oh, only five. My bad. Only five. Wow. Okay. Um, so, full night army soon. Yeah, but I want to. I I have to look at the codex and see how it's going to work together now. You know what I mean with all the, because um, they they do get some benefits. You know, they have the they can walk out of close combat and still shoot and charge in the same turn, um, which is nice. So, the shooty ones would definitely you know they won't get locked up or anything like that. But um, I have to see how it's going to all fit together. Um, and there might be some Skatari walking around on the ground too. <laughs> Cause why not? Cause they're cool models and now they're in the same codex. 
but yeah, I'd have to see how it how it all works together. Because you know the knights themselves don't have um really any special rules. I guess the, the knight will get a warlord trait, whoever my commander is. But other than that, they don't have you know their replacement for psychic powers or anything like that. Because it's the mechanicals for the tech priests, so which they don't get. Well, they can if you want to spend CPs. Right, right. Yeah, I have to. Well, I have to get a tech priest and then get CPs, and you know they they don't have knights themselves don't have their own own thing in that that area. But still, it'll look cool. That's the important part. I wonder if that means that the the knights are completely folded into Mechanicum, or we're going to see an actual knight codex at some point. I think you. We should, but what's going to be different? I mean, they might. I don't think it would make any sense because, I mean, like you said, it's basically all covered. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you think about it, um, just like how Dark Angels and Space Wolves, they don't... I mean, I know they're they're much more different than Space Rings, but they don't have any special rules yet. Um, mm. Maybe. I, I could see them doing like a, a one of their the smaller codexes like they used to do at some point, maybe. You know, but even if they don't, I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll kind of work somehow. We'll see. But so also uh, being released this weekend is the um, Astra Militarum Codex, which I know a lot of people were were clamoring for, and we've been getting some previews on their Warhammer Community website. Have you guys been checking those out at all, or? Um, whenever they pop up, and I think to look. But I'm, the, I've never been a big um, guard player. How about you, Ashley? Have you been checking out the the articles? I've been falling behind. Yeah. So I what? got 15 minutes to read, or I got 15 <laughs> minutes to assemble Tyranids. So I've been assembling Tyranids. So they've been doing previews, uh, you know, all the different regiments like the Iron Guard and the Steel Legion and the Catachams, they all get their own special rules, just like chapter tactics kind of thing. And they also get their own um, orders, uh, a uh, regiment-specific order that they can use, too, which is uh, pretty uh, interesting. Um, No new models, though. So a lot of the, the stuff they have in the Codex is conversions that they've kit bash from other other kits to represent the various um different regiments out there oh yeah and the the initial reaction i remember when those came out that a lot of people thought those were new models and i was i felt so sad being the guy to say no they're not yeah they're just <laughs> because, they're, they're kit bashed yeah, because I recognize a lot of the parts. Like because I play, I, I I'm I'm a gene stealer called Curious, so I recognize <laughs> those pieces. And I already play Ad Max, so I recognize those pieces. I just deduced that the third guy was probably also a kid bash. And I was like, oh, I hate to be that guy, but no, no, they're not new kits. I don't think there's any new kits. It, it's it's kind of a bar, but I mean, when you think about how many different. You know, if you do, like, Space Marines, right, there's, whatever, ten different Space Marine chapters. That, uh, a Tactical Squad kit covers those ten Space Marine chapters with a, a transfer sheet. Imperial Guard, though, each regiment looks so different that it's a separate plastic kit for each one. I mean, I could see them That's maybe true. doing upgrade sprues at some point. That, which, I think, would be a good idea. Would just, But it would, uh, you know, 
collection of those parts where either it's heads or capes or some of the, you know, the ad mech heads, like in a, in All a the capes. box or something. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest uh, benefit they get, of course, is, and they post this, put this up on the website, is that Beam and Russes that move at half speed or less can shoot their turret weapon twice now. So, you know, two shots with a battle cannon or a total of 40 shots with a uh, Punisher cannon. Mm-hmm. But... That is scary when you think about it. Yeah, I could. I think there uh, there's going to be a lot more... Not that there weren't a lot of tanks on the board in the first wave of Guard, but there will probably be a lot more tanks at this point. But they did nerf the um, the Conscript Squad, which was good because that was a little silly. So I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but what people would do is they the Conscripts were up to 50 guys. And all they are is they're Guardsmen that have a little lower leadership and hit on um, fives instead of fours. Right? So 50 Conscripts. And they could still get orders, so they give them the order to shoot twice, so that's 200 shots at rapid-fire range. Which, when you're hitting on fives, is still a, a mess of hits and wounds. Um, and you just keep a commissar around, so that when you do fail that morale test, inevitably, you only lose one guy. So they did change them, so their max squad size is only 30, and every time you try and give an order, you have to roll. And if you roll a... One, two, or three, the order fails, and you can't even give them any more orders for the rest of the turn. So, uh, cut down their effectiveness a little bit, um, which I think was probably good. Um, I didn't really see too much else that changed, really just the um, orders in the in the regimental doctrines, which are which are cool. There's some cool ones in there. Like Catachans can uh, set up booby traps and... Um, the Valhallans can shoot into close combat, but if they roll a one, then they hit their own guys. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're just, they're just, you know, they're, they're. Life is cheap. Too far into their cups. <laughs> and I'm really liking with all the codexes, all the different stratagems they're putting out there too. It's just, it's neat to see, you know, because every codex, I think the Admech one probably has the same amount, you know, 20 or so stratagems that are for the army. Which um, which I really like seeing. It it gives a lot of these stratagems. I feel um very much play to the army's flavor. Yes, and, and quite a few of them are kind of like you know if you have multiples of this type of unit, so it sort of um pushes towards a certain army build. Trying out something you might not normally try. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a, a counter argument for tanks. Oh yeah, um, sure. Tanks aren't super good at keeping objectives. That is very you, true because I, I I don't think you can just show up with tanks. No, I think you'd have a tough time because everybody in all the codexes are actually getting that rule um, objective secured for their troops units. So troops always trump other units, and even when it's not troops, it's number of models. And yeah, you're right. A huge you know 300 point Lehman Russ is still one model for holding an objective. That's a good point. I hadn't considered that before. And they put all in the uh, Adeptus uh, Astro Militarum Codex, they put everything in there. So there's all the the Ogrins, the Tech Priest Engine Seers, the um, Psychers. You know how in the Index they're all spread out into those different sections? Mm, yes. Now they're all in the one book, but 
there's when they talk about orders, they say like, okay, your your orders don't affect guys from you know they don't affect psychers, they don't affect um, tech priest, engine seers, or servitors. They just work just on the guys, uh, the infantry units, pretty much. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it lets them because. You know, to have a battle force army, everything has to have the same regiment. So you have to be able to give oh yeah, fair enough the uh, the psychers the regiment keyword, but you don't want them to have the order effectiveness of the orders because they're not those kind of guys. But and then we probably got what is the best of the three codexes, the Death objectively Guard codex. objectively. Well, and of course because it's because it's a a bunch of new models, right? It, yeah, it that's does always make nice, it... right? Yeah, it does make it the more exciting codex. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a lot of new units for the Death Guard. They have uh, new types of Terminators. The Blightlord Terminators and the Deshroud Terminators are now in the codex. And plastic kits. Those were uh, Horus Heresy Forge World stuff previously. Um, we also get a new Plague Marine box. And... A couple new character models, like their um, their plague surgeon, which actually, um, instead of healing wounds, I believe he makes their disgustingly resilient save a little better. Which is kind of neat way to to put that in there. And they have uh, some new vehicles. So we saw the the blow drone that came in the starter box, but there's a uh, uh, one that has like um like a big whirling blade on its front. I don't know if you guys saw the picture of that guy. Yeah, he looks like he's he's a combine. But yeah, that's, instead that's of, the word, combine, yeah. Instead of reaping wheat and corn, it reaps souls and lives. It's <laughs> called a, a flesh mower is the, the weapon. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Flesh mower? Flesh mower. Well uh. played, Games Workshop. <laughs> yeah, that is really like the most grim, dark 40K name for a thing I can right? think of. <laughs> And they also Got actually, my vote. <laughs> they have a a brand new tank as well. Um, I love that thing, the Plague Burst Crawler. Yeah, which is just like this huge hunk of metal with a. It has a, a mortar and some um, cannons on it, but it looks really cool. It sort of looks like a. Um, it looks Vindicator esque, but it's still it looks it looks like a very beefy tank. I haven't seen the model in person, but just the pictures of it. But it's very uh, it's got bulldozer blade on the front, which is kind of cool. And it looks like a very wider than a rhino, probably Lehman Russ esque width, I'd imagine. Maybe. And of course, we got more Terion. Hmm. Yes. Wait. Wait. Before we get into more, because I'm sure you have some 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 uh, some opinions about that. Um. The I I remember seeing some pictures of a small blight drone looking model that was loaded to ground. What is that? Hmm. Is that out? That, I know the model's not out yet, but is that part of the codex or a small drone like model? Um... Yeah. I didn't see that picture. Oh, plague hmm. drones, maybe. No, but aren't plague drones just flies? You know what? I'll find oh, it right. and plague... I'll show it for you. Yeah, plague drones are the the plague bears riding on flies. You're right. Yes. 
You know what? As you were, sir, continue explaining Mortarion. I will listen. And while what's I, interesting, I too, is um, they have a lot of the demons in the book, but they don't have the great unclean one in here. Really? Which is kind of odd. Yeah. Hmm. So you, I mean, I guess you can't have him and have him have the keyword. Like, do the demons have the keyword Death Guard? Um, I do not believe so. I believe they have Nurgle as a keyword. Chaos Nurgle. Oh, oh yeah, they do have. Uh, well, that's a spawn. Let's see. No, yeah, just Chaos Nurgle Demon. Hmm. So, anyway, but Mortarion is. Um, a beast, of course, as you expect. He's uh, 18 wounds, uh, 2 plus, 2 plus for weapon skill and ballistic skill. And starts with 6 attacks, and he's, you know, just like all large wound models, he gets a little slower and weaker as he gets wounded. Uh, he has this, of course, this huge scythe silence, so he can do the thing where he gets to make 3 hit rolls for each attack instead of 1 but it's his own strength, which is 8. So that would be 18 attacks. Or he can use it as sort of like a, uh, a Parfist-esque, so strength times 2, d6 wounds, minus 4 save. Is it also minus 1 to hit? Uh, no, it is not minus 1 to hit, so he hits on 2s. Wow. Wow, indeed. And they're plague weapons, hurt. so the special rule for plague weapons is reroll 1s to wound. So if you're using the Scything or the Eviscerating Blow, which is the double strength one, strength 16, so toughness 8 or less, you're probably going to get wounds there because you're rerolling once. And he, of course, has Disgustingly Resilient because he's a, a Death Guard guy. Um, and just like Robute Gulliman, um, he has the... Or actually, I guess, Ruby Gulliman, who I had to play in a 750-point game against. So, oh, just okay. him? You it sound... was him in two squads of Devastators and a Predator. But I killed Ow. him. I killed him with a um, a lucky, heavy thunder hammer to the face. Cool. <laughs> I, uh, uh, actually, I sh uh, it's been so long since we talked, I forgot about that. Um, I had put some wounds, a couple wounds on him. He has nine wounds, so I had put three on him, and he was down to six. And a desperate charge with a death guard with, uh, sorry, a death watch with a heavy thunder hammer. I charged him, hit with both my, both my attacks, and rolled a six to wound. Which, when you roll a six to wound, a heavy thunder hammer does d6 wounds, but it automatically counts as six. So he fails a vulnerable save, used a command point to reroll, and failed it again. Nice. So that's what you get for taking Robute Gulliman at 750 points. But. Um, anyway, so Martarion lets Death Guard within seven inches of him reroll fail, uh, re failed hit rolls of one. And But what's interesting is he has toxic presence, so enemy units within seven inches of him subtract one from their toughness. Ouch. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a big deal, but... But, yeah. No, it does sound like a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And then he has a uh, four plus invulnerable save. And he has a special rule called host of plagues. So roll a dice for each enemy unit that is within seven inches of him at the start of the fight phase. And he has a, a damage on his damage chart. He has a host of plagues column. So it goes four plus then five plus then six plus as he gets weaker. But if you roll 
that or greater, the unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. And that's for each enemy unit within seven of them at the start of the fight phase. Within seven, of course. Yeah, so. and then uh, <laughs> and when he dies, on a four plus he explodes and everything within seven takes D3 mortal wounds unless it is a neural unit. Putrid demise. And because he's Mortarion, he gets some psychic powers too. So, do you feel like he's any good? I think he's he's pretty cool. I mean, he's a lot of points. Um, he's twenty four power. And oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah, that's and for points, I'll get back to that session. He also has a pistol, um, the lantern, strength eight, three damage minus three AP. Uh, if you hit, draw a straight line between the closest point on his base and that of the closest model in the target unit. Make a single wound roll against the target unit and each unit in the center of the line that the center of the line passes over. So you can shoot past people to tag a unit in between. Um, hold on, I'm getting to the points here. Mortarion is. 600 and something. Hmm? Do I have it? Do I have it? I'm filling dead air. Oh, name characters and demons. Here it is. Mortarion, 470 points. Whoa. Not 777? Not 777. (laughs) Should have been. not that expensive. Yeah, he seems a little under-costed. I think he's a little... He's a little light on the toughness, right? He's toughness 7. That's... Not that bad. Yeah. But still, you know, he's a he's a melt again or las gun target, I think. Um but yeah, be and don't forget too, he's also being eighteen wounds, he can be picked out. He can't hide. True enough. Mm-hmm. So you can nail him from across the field too. Um and of course they get, you know, relics and stratagems. My favorite stratagem is you can spend one command point to, uh, when one of your vehicles dies to have it actually blow up. Oh, that's an interesting one because the uh, the Admex have the very same one. Unfortunately, to my greatest disappointment, it cannot be used on the on the uh, on the night. Ah, <laughs> because wouldn't that be special? <laughs> That'd Knights be awesome blow up more. And a lot of the, um, you know, they're all they have the seven inch range instead of six inch range on a lot of the uh, the stratagems and abilities too. And of course, we get the chaos boon. So when a death guard character um, slays an enemy character vehicle or monster, you can spend one CP to roll on a two d six table, which may turn him into a spawn or may give him something decent. Ooh, like what? Uh, let's see. So it's a two d six roll. So a two is a spawn. So your character dies and you're replaced by a spawn. Um, you can get add six inches to the range of all your shooting weapons. Let's see. Add one to the attack or strength or add three to the move. Uh, seven, which is going to be your average roll. You can uh, pick what you want, but you can't choose Spondum or Demonhood, which is a 12. So if you roll a 12, your guy dies, but you get to replace it with a Demon Prince. Um Add a wound, add a toughness, add one to all saving throws, subtract one from hit rolls, targeting that character in the fight phase. So, spend one CP when you slay a character, vehicle, or monster, and see what you get. Which is kind of neat, I think. I, I agree. Yeah, that all seems pretty good. 
I'm, I'm eager to play them, not face them. <laughs> and they do have their own their own psychic powers too, just like all these guys get now. But uh, nothing too out of the ordinary there. Just some Nurgle themed powers. Yeah, just you know, whatever. Whatevs, uh, yo. So what's neat is the uh, is the tally man. I don't know if you guys saw that model. He's a. I... Pretty sure I did. He's a character, and his special rule is um, he's like a chaplain, right? So, and friendly Death Guard units that are within seven of them can reroll hit failed hit rolls in the fight phase. But he also has the sevenfold chant. So, if your army is battle forged and you have a tallyman on the battlefield, roll two d six each time you spend a command point to use a Death Guard stratagem. So, Death Guard stratagem only. If the result is seven. Nurgle bestows his blessing upon your army, and the command points spent are immediately refunded. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of a neat little rule. Refunded command points is intriguing. Yeah, the um, the Ultramarines have the same kind of thing for their chapter tactic. I think if, but that's any time they spend command points on a five plus, they get to uh, they get it back. And something that we're seeing now with Ogrins in the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus, um, not the Adeptus Mechanicus, the Astro Militarium Codex, and this one with the Death Shroud, Death Shroud Terminators is they are, can be a bodyguard for a character. So it's sort of like the Lookout Sir roll, right? So if a character takes a hit, on a, you roll a die and on a 2+, plus, your unit suffers a mortal wound instead. So very uh, Tau drone-ish. But behavior to see more what other units have that bodyguard ability to protect those those bigger characters. So Matt, I just sent you a link to the uh, the the that little demon engine that I'm talking about, the blight hauler. Oh yeah, okay. So the hell is this? The blight it's hauler. Adorable. Right. <laughs> it's so tiny. It is cute. It's so cute. I want an army of just those guys. I know someone somewhere is going, no, that would be super inefficient, JF, and Nurgle is not supposed to be cute. To which I would like to point to the the noble Nurgling as a counter-argument. That's right. All right, so the Mephetic Blight Hauler. Let me find him here for you. Yes. So, um... Hits, so it's uh, it's 10-inch move, 4 plus, 4 plus, strength 6, toughness 7, 8 wounds, 3 plus save. Um, it's one model unit, but can include up to two additional um, Blight Haulers. They have a Missile Launcher, a Multimelta, a Bile Spurt, and a Gnashing Maw. Damn. So the Bile Spurt is sort of like a 12-inch uh, a Flamer, Heavy Flamer. That's a Plague Weapon. Um, except it only does D3 hits instead of D6. Standard Missile Launcher, a standard Multimelta, and the Gnashing Maw is just its, its melee weapon with an AP minus 2. Um, so what it does do, though... It's a plague weapon, too. Yep, yeah. So it does have Putrescent Fog, so friendly Death Guard infantry units that are entirely within 7 inches of it get cover. Mm-hmm. So it's got like a, a, a Fog of Grossness. That's a cool rule. It um, it's it, it's very much like the uh, the venom tropes. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, it blows up on a four plus 
for one mortal wound to everybody within seven. If you have three of them, it has a special rule where it adds plus one to all hit rolls. Um, oh, doesn't suffer the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons. Ooh. And it has a foul stench, so enemy units must subtract one from any two hit rolls that target this unit in the fight phase. And it is a demon, so it has a five plus invulnerable save. But it is, a, it is Chaos, Nurgle, Heretic Astrides, Death Guard um, for faction keywords, but it is a demon engine, so it has the five plus save. Huh. It's a, and it's a fast attack, which is not something you think about much when thinking about Nurgle. No, I don't think um, they get, they'll have these, and then they'll have the, the Plague Drones for fast attack, really. And that's probably it, isn't it? Let me double. I had not seen this picture before, though, JF, so, so thank you. I was wondering what they looked like. And they adorable, are adorable is the answer. <laughs> so cute. So let's see. For fast attack, we have Chaos Spawn is fast attack. Uh, plague Drones, the Blight Haulers, and the Fetid Bloat Drones. Oh, that makes sense. The Fetid Bloat Drone is a... Uh, yeah, that's true. Fast I also forgot about the Spawn. Yeah, but who takes spawns anyway? I don't know. Do they become good? Are they better? Oh, let's take a look. Actually, I didn't even look at them. I just I naturally just passed right over them. <laughs> Poor spawn. <laughs> let's see. Move seven, weapon skill four, strength and toughness five, four wounds, d6 attacks, so they sell the random attacks. Um, units within one inch of any enemy chaos spawn subtract one from their leadership. And when they make a close combat attack, roll a d3 and consult the tail below. On a 1, they are AP minus 4 until the end of the fight phase. Um, on a 2, they get to add 2 to their attacks. And on 3, you can reroll failed wound rolls for the unit until the end of the fight phase. So still um, still a little, little random. But if they count with um, like a cool new... Spawn model. I, I mean, I I need one in case I roll a two on that table. So, but I think uh, the new Plague Marine models are just—they're excellent. They look really, really nice. I saw some pictures. They do look pretty rad. Yeah. And the multi-part kit finally comes out this week. So, for just the regular Plague So I think the only thing, if and I don't even know if they'll do it, would be a uh, a Pox Walker kit. Because we haven't seen one of those yet, but they just might do the box up the guys from the starter box or something like that. So they do normal. I mean, I would be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, yeah, they must. But so I've been playing Army Builder with Nurgle, and there's lots of units of seven in there. Because there has to be. Just seven of everything. Well, like you know, fourteen two units of fourteen uh, Pox Walkers, units of seven. Uh, um. Plague Marines, the the plague, the bodyguard, the Death Shroud bodyguard is only max six, but them plus Typhus is seven. So I think it'll be interesting army to uh, to play, but I I haven't bought a lot because I'll I'll wait because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be you know it's the new hot army, so a lot of people will be picking up stuff for it. So well, yeah, I think it's something that people have been waiting for for a long time. Oh yeah, definitely. So it's like one of those like bucket list armies that people always secretly hoped that they would get. 
Yeah, it's the same way the universe is going to collapse upon itself when they release Sisters of Battle because that's right, all right. everyone's going to play. Oh like, my god, they're going to sell them sell out of those so fast. Like people who don't play 40k will wake up to a Sisters Army one day and go, "No, that makes sense. It's I mean, it that's where we're at now." <laughs> you know, so this with these the Astro Militarum codex coming out this this week then, so we've got Eldar and Tyranids coming next. We don't know which first. Um, I expect we'll probably see one more in October and then the next one in November. But I think that still leaves one or two codexes left that they haven't announced yet for to reach their, their 10 for the year, right? If they reach their 10 for the year, which I yeah. hope so. But so, yeah, it would leave two codexes. So what do you think those last two are going to be? What do I think or what do I want? Let's go both. What do you want and what do you think? Do you want do you want to tackle that one first, Ashley, or should I go? Well, I mean, I'm getting mine. Right. Yeah. So, so, you're all set. You don't care. so whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't been hearing any rumors um, about what they might be. Just you know, wild speculation. Yeah, nobody's okay. really. Yeah, it's too it's, much about it. I think there's just there's so much coming out. That people are just trying to Can't deal keep with up. the new codexes already. You know? All all rumors are possible because at the rate that they're putting them out, you know, who even who even can guess? Oh, I'm sorry, you thought it was going to be this? Oh, it didn't come out this month. Oh, wait, it actually came out next month. Like they're just yeah, they're too quick for the rumors now, which you know isn't terrible. Well, I like what they're doing too now. Is that on the weekend they put up what they're is going to be up for pre order uh, the next week? Because mm-hmm. remember, before it was you had to wait until the day of the pre-order to see what it was. Yeah. But so no, no speculation, no wild random. Thoughts. Oh, I've I've got speculation. All right, what do you what do you have, JF? All right, so I think that Terranid is going to have a couple of new models, but only things to fill up some holes that are that have been left there. Like I, we're not going to see like a big splash thing. It's mostly just going to be to shore up some uh, some little issues. Um, I think for the rest of the year, we're going to see very settled armies. We're going to see things that have all their models already, like maybe some Necrons or, or I don't want to say orcs because I want orcs to be getting new models because they yeah, kind of deserve too. it. I do too. Um, not like a ton. Like, I, again, like if you look yeah, at just... orcs and Tyranids and, and Eldars, like they have a few things in resin that should not be in resin yeah. that deserve new models. And, and some redesigned kits for orcs and, you know, maybe. So I, I think we're going to see that. We're going to see maybe like a maybe some Blood Angel, something quote unquote boring because this stuff that already has models or can have just some new models transcribed to them. It's very much the same way we've seen with the Grey Knights or the, the Ad Mech. So that's what we're going to see until the end of the year. But I think we're going to start the year with a huge bang. They're they're keeping something. Like, we, we've got some pretty cool stuff with the Death Guard, but I wouldn't be surprised. I would be thrilled, but not surprised, if at, for to celebrate 2018, the first 40K codex they put out is something like Sisters of Battle with a brand new range of models. Right. Oh, th- that that would be like the New Year's release, like, like a huge release. Yeah, the last one that they do for the year, and then everyone spends all their Christmas money on it. Yeah, but the the, the problem with them doing it as a as a pre Christmas release is then I f- don't think we can expect any new models for Craft World or for Turnus in that case because they'll be keeping all uh, their bang for that. 
dashing my hopes on that. I, I honest... No, I, I'm I'm thinking it would be the last one for the year. So like yeah. probably like actually it might even be the first for the new year. I guess right. depending on how the the dates shake out. That's where I'm putting my hope because traditionally, and it may not be the case, but traditionally, um, Games Workshop has kept December for army bundles, paint bundles. Some, yeah, some... they do all those cool things. So maybe we won't see armies during that period. Or if we do, it'll be like, again, those armies that don't need anything new that would overshadow like the gimmicks that they knew it normally sets off for Christmas. Right. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I, I I think you're probably right. You know, it'll be either Tau or Necrons or I'm yeah, still right. – I'm with I you that, that I, I don't want to see orcs because I want them to get some new stuff. Um. But I would I would love it if they kicked off next year with like, you know, Sisters of Battle or you know some big crazy thing. Something totally new. Even mm-hmm. yeah, even a totally new race would be awesome. I, I would I would love some to- totally new Xenos stuff. Like I have my we deserve it. I I think I think if we do get a new race, and I am I don't want to say I'm 100% convinced because I'm not, but I, I, I'm very much in the believer camp that that is on, on in the pipeline. But I think it's what they're going to put out when they're done with all the codexes. It's going to be their Apple mm. presentation, oh, but one more thing. Right, right, right. Like all the codexes are going to be out. And like people are going to say, well, what's next now that all codexes are out? And they're going to go, well, so, there is one more codex. And so at boom. this rate, we'll be hearing rumors about it at Adepticon, right? I mean, probably. I mean, because they're whipping these codexes out fast. I mean, yeah. if you think so, if they do a big thing like we were talking about, like Sisters of Battle in January, that will be January, right? That would be yeah. for January. Then you've got probably. So then you've got if let's just say they do, I don't know, two of the other codexes. So you've really got one more codex in which. So Necrons, Tau, and Orcs are the three we're looking for, right? The three big ones we're looking for. Um, Dark Eldar, mm-hmm. and then you got your your couple Space Marine chapters. So Blood Angels, Dark Angels, Space Wolves, right? So that's seven ish more codexes before they're all caught up. Something like that, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess if they do a a specific Demon Codex too, that would be eight. But yeah, because we'll probably get. Did you mention like Zenchin there? Because that's definitely something that we would. Oh yeah, see. actually, you're true. That's pro. They'll probably they'll get their own own book. So. I mean, they used to. So I'm assuming yeah, they would. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then that brings the question, of course, are they gonna do Slanesh and Corn as their own books too? But. Well, I, one I feel that's inevitably they will. Yeah, I I, it's, I think that's. That's sort of like a at some point thing, though. You know, not a yeah, not a. I mean, I I, f- I feel a lot like Slanesh just sort of gets ignored. Well, it, it's you know when you're trying to make a game that everybody can play, and then you have to put boobs on everything. It's it's. I mean, but they don't have to. I know they like, don't have it's... to, but that's that's the stylistic choice that was made for for Slanesh. Um, I mean, even now that you know the demonettes, they're not they're covered up, but they're still mostly naked models, you know. They'd have to revamp yeah. it a little bit. But I would love anyway, to see... Anyway, I feel I, bad because yeah. Slanesh was my first army and I feel like they've been getting ignored. And I would love Slanesh. to see plastic noise marines. That's all mm-hmm. I ever wanted. 
with you guitars. Know, forget the with the guitars. Forget the metal ones because, ugh, God, they're horrible and ugly and ugh, no, they're bad. I think that's something. Hopefully, that they do it, or I should say, I hope it's something they do at some point where you can take, you know, the it's the, the Chaos Space Marine box, but then it has the if they're not going to do a set for it, you know, the the Noise Marine upgrade sprue, or the um. Because Corn Berserkers have their own box. The Thousand Suns have their own box. Nurgle's mm-hmm. their own box now. So, I mean, if they're not going to, at least do the like an upgrade sprue that you can get, you know? Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Hopefully. Well, that's a look at the new Codex that's coming out. Um, we hope to get some more interviews going for you soon. Uh, we're trying to get somebody from GW and then... Uh, having also old guests return as well, so if we can get that worked out, you'll you'll hear him back on the show. Um, please reach out to us on Facebook or the Freebooters Forum. Let us know your favorite units from the new codexes, or how you feel if you feel that the Astro Militarum is as overpowered as people seem to think it is. And let us know your speculations for the the codexes that are coming out soon. And will we see Sisters of Battle in in 2018? I think the resounding hope is a yes. Yes. <laughs> and then Adepticon will be the it'll be the Warhammer 40k team Sisters of Battle tournament. That's all anybody will play. Except for I've, Jeff, I've, he's already working on yeah. something. And yeah, I gotta do Tyranids. I can't drop yeah, Tyranids yeah. for Sisters, no matter how much I want it. Well, if if with the big clamor for for Sisters, they'll probably run out of stock anyway. Yeah, so it'll give me time to work on my nibs. Yeah, yeah. And if you're thinking about going to Adepticon or Gen Con next year, please check out geeknationtours.com for their awesome tours. Ashley and Jeff have both been on them, and as you've heard them say before, it is well worth it to go with Terrace. That's going to be it for us this time, but we'll be back soon with more 40K Radio. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio part of the Free Buddhas Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>